Hello there, movie maniacs, and welcome to More Movies Weekly number 20. I'm a 20-year man, and I know the difference between punks and ego robots and manners and the freaks like you. This is the podcast where we like to talk about film, movies, cinema, all that sort of stuff. My name's Greg Fisher. This legend sitting next to me is David Roberts. Say hello, Dave. Howdy, folks. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm not too bad myself, thanks very much. Got loads to get through here, so let's crack right on with the show. Right, crack on me up. Okay, so this week we have been watching a brand new film called The Suicide Squad, written and directed by James Gunn, starring Idris Elba, Viola Davis, John Cena, Margot Robbie, and loads of other people. This is a reboot of the Suicide Squad idea. The first film didn't go down as well as they'd hoped, I don't think, so they've kind of reinvented it with some of the old stars, some of some new faces brought into the franchise, and yeah, Basically, it's about a bunch of criminals. It's kind of like the Dirty Dozen. Do you remember the Dirty Dozen, Dave? Absolute classic. Well, not the most ill-mannered, ill-disciplined officer that's ever been my displeasure to me. Classic uh, World War II sort of thing. They're all criminals, and it's like you're all on death row, but you get one chance to save your own life if you go on this suicide mission for us. That's the kind of the same idea with the Suicide Squad, only they're all, they've all got superpowers of one sort or another or special abilities and... Uh, and what do they call themselves? Um, task Force X. That's it, Task Force X. Even better, you're tasked with being Force X. Suicide Squad, though, that's what they are. And yet, in this one, they have to infiltrate like some um, made-up uh, South American island uh, nation, which is like, you know, being controlled by a dictator who is secretly uh, hiding some sort of alien life form in the basement. <laughs> uh, and there's some experiments going on. So they send in the Suicide Squad to kind of, you know, clean things up, I suppose. And yet, you know, the rest of the film spent with them on mission, uh, working their way through the island, killing loads of people, um, you know, getting to know one another. Um, it's a bit of double crossing goes on. Loads of action, loads of gore, quite a lot of comedy. Uh, Dave, tell me your thoughts about The Suicide Squad. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I was quite excited coming into the film because we'd seen the trailer, I thought it looked exciting. I, I've always liked the concept of the idea. The, the, the concept is great, you know, you get the bad guys together, they're going to go and do something. It's the dirty dozen. It's the dirty dozen. I prefer villains in these kind of films because they're more interesting, usually. Mm. Um and it obviously leaves a lot of kind of moral ambiguity, so it, it usually ends up with a better story for something like that. Okay. And I think um, for the for the start of the film, I was really enjoying it. I, I loved the whole uh, breaching of the beachhead. You know, it was very Saving Private Ryan meets Commando. <laughs> uh, I loved the idea of the decoy squad, uh, but I, I actually wanted them to be another decoy squad as well. I wanted, like, Team C to be around, and they get killed as well, like, you know. Yeah. A bit more going on. You wanted more death, more destruction, more, more death carnage. And destruction, yeah. Um, but it would have been funny to see even more kind of cameos from yeah stars and stuff, you know, to kill them off that quick. Sure. It would have been really interesting. Um, I was upset that we didn't get to see as much of the weasel um, from the other team as, uh, <laughs> throughout the film because yeah. I, I really like that character. Did anyone check on where the weasel could swim? 
But, you know, we get going and kind of once you pass that part, they're, they're kind of onto the island and that's when um, the, the film starts trailing, uh, really. Mm. There's, uh, there's great scenes as well in that first act in the prison with Idris Elba. Um, it's a really nice scene that with the the setting him up uh, who Idris Elba's character is with the daughter. Um, you actually get some character development for him and, and background. I really like that scene, uh, the scene where they bring his daughter in visiting. I thought the acting from both of them was excellent for uh, yeah. considering this type of movie it is. Suddenly, you know, it goes from zero to 90 miles an hour in a very short space of time. Um, and and they're both at each other through the glass and there's, you know, F you, F you. And it's like, whoa, you know, there's some real good tension built straight away. And like you said, good character development. And you know, I, at that point, I was thinking, hey, this is, this is, this might be all right, this film, you know? Yeah. But then for me, it starts to gradually go downhill. And by the halfway point of the film, it, it really starts to turkey downwards. And I thought <laughs> what, what a shame is, you get a nice character element there with the daughter, and I thought that was nice. And there's a nice moment a bit later on on uh, the buzz where um, Idris Elba's talking to the um, the rat catching woman. Yeah, rat, um, rat catcher. That's her name. Rat catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really nice moment, and I like how they did the effect on. The I liked her character stuff. as well. Yeah, that yeah. that was a great scene, wasn't it? Where yeah. she was explaining her past and her dad bringing her up with, exactly. and, and it reflected it in the in the window. Really nice technique, but it felt to me like they're the only two moments in the film I understood really any of the characters. But, and that's yeah. what hurt it a bit, I think, that they were very caricature characters, yeah. which in some ways works, but in others I was like, well, what's the real... I don't really know anything about them. Well, the thing is, we did find out a little bit about him. We found out a little bit about Ratcatcher. We obviously got to know Idris Elba's backstory. Uh, to some degree but but as for the others you know like someone like uh, Peacekeeper played by John Cena there's, there's no motivation there whatsoever all we find no. out about him is he's a bit of a piece of work you know yeah. <laughs> I didn't see much of him in the film to be honest John Cena you can't see me oh the... fucking hell <laughs> I always just went right over my head <laughs> That's your wrestling bullshit coming in again. That's fine. I thought Idris Elba was excellent in this film. I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he was just note perfect in it where it was a kind of, you know, you know, he's constantly rolling his eyes at the ridiculousness of his own situation, the character now. Yeah. But that kind of reflects in in a sense that, you know, that's the type of movie it is. You know, like you said about the the weasel and that and he's licking the glass in the prison and, <laughs> oh, yeah. so he just looks at him just like oh god yeah I think he, he he was superb and really the star of the show and myself not a fan of Margot Robbie uh, as Harley Quinn okay I love Margot Robbie as an actress but I think her performance as Harley Quinn in, in all of it now I mean what's Birds of Prey and the original Suicide Squad it doesn't work for me i don't know what it just feels wrong a bit too too uh, much maybe a bit too goofy yeah it doesn't seem like for, for me watching the cartoons growing up where, where you know she's obviously prolifically in them and it's a bit more kind of aggressive and maniacal like the, like the joker and it feels more of a threat and here it just seems like some four-year-old skipping across the playground singing nursery rhymes and it just it feels tonally out for me. I, I found John, John Cena was funny to begin with for me. Um, 
and he plays the role well. It yeah. just be, as a character became a bit grating later on for me. You know, when they go into that village to rescue Colonel Rick Flag from the, um, you know, from being captured, and they're having like a competition about uh, who can who could do the most creative kills in a way, you know, and uh, yeah. that was quite entertaining, quite a funny scene. And and that for me is kind of the turning point of the film. That's the point in the film where I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. And then after that, uh, that's when for me it was like, okay, this is starting to go downhill for me. Um <laughs> I really, you know, when I first saw the Polka Dots uh, man character, I thought, what? Polka Dot man? That's the stupidest, goofiest. <laughs> and then when I saw his um, power uh, rip into shred, yeah. I thought, that's cool. It I like is that. cool. Okay. I, I, he was one of my favourite characters in it, I thought. I, I really liked yeah. his his character. It was dead funny. But, like, it's like they didn't, didn't do enough with him for me. And... Um, hmm. And I think that was with a few different ones, like Peter Capaldi as the the thinker, the guy they've got to go and get in the village. Yeah, you thought you all you got this great, um, great actor with a, with a, an interesting character and all this the villainous uh, part, but they didn't really do much with him. It was like, hmm, is that it? He's gone now, you know. Uh, and I thought that's a little bit of the shame about it that they just um, elements they had sitting there were not utilized effectively for me it was all about the interaction between the team wasn't it you know that's what it come down to uh it is a very silly film it's supposed to be silly it's a comic book movie it's supposed to be a bit ridiculous i felt that maybe it it was a little bit too long mm. for me you know getting towards that it was two hours five minutes long something like that. i thought that last 20 minutes where the starfish the giant starfish breaks loose and starts wreaking havoc on the local city was, you know, that was starting to get a little bit too much by that point. Or um, Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, a giant Patrick. She's pretty, SpongeBob. Yeah, and they've obviously got the face hugger element going on there, a little bit of a nod maybe to Alien, the Alien franchise. Alien, yeah. Um, it was getting silly by then. I mean, yeah, I, th I did enjoy it though. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to. You said you um, you thought some of the CGI was dodgy. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, this is the same trap that Zack Snyder's Justice League fell into for me, where yeah. there's obviously there's a lot of CGI has to go into something like this. So yeah. They've obviously spent a lot of money on the starfish and the shark and uh, yeah. uh, you know certain bits which look fantastic, and especially the gore parts. You know they did exactly what you needed to do. But there was then, you know, you can obviously see where they were running out of budget. Um, some other shots in there where, like, destruction's happening and it's just like either a car flying off or stuff. You're going, oh, that looks... A bit cartoonish. Shit. Cartoonish, yeah. Mm. Where they've clearly just ran out of money or something, you know, or time or whatever. Mm. And, um, and you think, hmm. And this is the problem. It's like there's so much uh, CGI that's required that um, they just run out of time or money or, or can't do certain things right and it just it's a bit annoying sometimes because I'm sitting there going oh just looks shitty I, I'm kind of like that with it it's like it's it's it is a lot better than 
many of the other DC um, films because I think they've really we've talked about this many a time how it, it's um, mm. an absolute fucking mess. Yeah, mm. what a fucking mess you've made. I think there's a lot of ideas in this film which are interesting. I like the idea of a secret American experiment and on a on foreign soil, the stuff going on, all those kind of ideas. The fact that the villainous squad and all this, it's really interesting. And some of the character gimmicks are really interesting. Yeah, I think. It tries too hard, you know. James Gunn, famous for Guardians of the Galaxy, he's tried too hard, I think, mm. to replicate the uh, kind of meta humor of that. Yeah, and it works sometimes and doesn't other times. Yeah, but I think what hurts us the most for me was it by by the end it was really repetitive. Mm. Um, it was like yeah, it did get I've to heard that, that point. gag. Yeah. I've seen that gore kill before. It was kind of like hitting just, me over the head. It just again went on a bit too long at the end. Easy, Inspector Gadget. Little drink never hurt nobody. Okay, well, yeah. What did you think? Do you do you like uh, the Suicide Squad? Have you seen it? Let us know your thoughts in the comments. We'd be interested to hear uh, what you thought about this uh, particular film in the DC Universe franchise. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, thumbs up from me and a bit of a level one from Dave. So, in other movie news. Uh there's been a deal struck with uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, they've signed a deal with Viacom CBS. Of course, they are most famous for creating and producing the South Park series over the years. They've signed a $900 million deal, which is a staggering amount of money. Um, basically, guaranteeing they're going to make six more seasons of South Park, which is kind of wow. by the by. But they've also included in that deal 14 films. Gosh, that's four more than Tarantino said he'd ever make in his whole career. Exactly, yeah. I mean, um, I'm assuming they won't head them all. They'll just be like producers on them or something like that. Maybe write some of them, yeah. Produce yeah. some of them. Write the but theme tunes, uh... sing the theme tunes. <laughs> so they want me to star in it. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> but what these films are is a, is a unknown at this moment. I mean, I'm assuming there'll probably be a couple of South Park films in there, but I'm assuming they're not all South Park. Um, no. Well, they've done Team America. They did Basketball. You know, they've they've done a, a few different things over the years. I'd exactly, like to see yeah. another Team America film. That would be great. I yeah. really love Team America. Yeah, it's great Or something fun. in that vein, you know, uh, some kind of satire a puppetry or animation kind of thing sure. uh, of real events. That would be really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's a lot of money being it is. thrown down. It is. I haven't watched any South Park probably for 10 years or something. Um, didn't even realise it was still going. I mean, it is funny. The, the South Park movie was great. It's classic, you know. It is rinse yeah. and repeat, isn't it? They've been doing it for a long time now. Mm. South Park's been going a hell of a long time, so. But nine hundred million, you know, just sign on the line, take the money. If you never get through all the films and you croak it beforehand, don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money. Interesting to see what comes out of it, what what the fourteen films will become. So yeah, absolutely. Just want to keep an eye on. Definitely, very cool, very cool stuff. So in other movie news as well, we see that uh, Clancy Brown has been cast in John Wick 4. Do you like like Clancy? I do. I I love him. I think he's brilliant. I mean, obviously, most people know him from the Kurgan in Highlander or he played Mr. Hadley in Shawshank Redemption. A lot of people will know him from that. 
uh, most recently, which I thought he was great in because he he played against type, was uh, Promising Young Woman, and he played Kerry Mulligan's dad in it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good in that because it showed a sort of you know different side to him. It wasn't like you know he wasn't a mean mean ass bad guy or prison warden or anything like that. He was in Starship Troopers years ago. That was good fun. Yeah, absolute classic. He was in the Hail Caesar as well. But yeah, cool. I mean, to be honest, I, I watched John Wick. I thought it was great. And then I watched John Wick 2 and I didn't think it was great. So I didn't watch John Wick 3. I found the sequel to be a little bit just lacking in substance. It was just a bit dry. It was do the same again and, you know, even more murder and killing in it and not much else. I do like Keanu Reeves and I thought the first film was really cool, but the second one didn't do it for me. So I didn't go back for the third one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen the first one and I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's great. Interesting concept. I haven't seen the second or third one, so, I, you know, I don't really know where the story's even gone, so why it's at this point. I mean, it does start to get to the point with all these kind of franchises, like, you know, Die Hard or anything like that, where... Yeah, it's the same, same thing, exactly, four. Um, So who knows, but, uh, you know, do like Clancy Brown. Highlander is the one that I think of the most uh, great performance in that, but... Uh, and yeah. I think Shawshank Redemption as well as as that uh, yes, yeah. son of a bitch, Mr. Hadley, he, he played it to a T. He's perfect casting in that film. Uh, I always enjoy him. He's, he's, he's a cool actor, but uh, we'll have to see. Like you say, four. You get to four, you start to think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Well, in other news, uh, do you remember Cube? Oh, yeah, Cube is a good film. Classic uh, horror, frilly kind of film. Sort of sci-fi horror, isn't it? You know. Yeah, um, really loved the film. Uh, it was uh, a surprise hit because it was kind of a... It wasn't a Hollywood film, I don't think. It was more of a sort of independent, maybe... Uh, is it a Canadian film, did you say? Yeah, it's a Canadian film. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't like a major, major uh, release at the time, but it really picked up traction in the rental market and... And because yes. it was such good quality, a lot of people sort of gravitated to it very quickly and it become a bit of a cult hit. It was. And, you know, there's, there was uh, Cube 2 and 3 as well, yeah. um, which got a lot of stick um, critically, but I actually quite enjoyed them. I thought they were uh, they were really interesting just because I like the concept more than anything. But it's been remade. Um, wow. And of all things, it's a Japanese remake. Ooh, wow. Interesting. Because you'd expect which it is- to be a, like a Hollywood remake. So that's it. Uh, that's the, the usual thing is Hollywood remaking a Japanese. Yeah, film, like Ring it? or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, really interesting. And of course, it's a violent film anyway, but we know the Japanese cinema uh, can be a lot more violent and scarier. Oh my God, um, yeah. Itchy the Killer so. or something like that. What are they going to do with something like Cube? It's going to be very interesting. Well, one of my favorite sort of. Um, futuristic sort of dystopian kind of films is Battle Royale, which is a Japanese uh, film and an absolute classic. It's one of my all-time favorite films. So if it tonally is anything like that, great, great stuff. Mm. I'll give it a watch. Well, in other news, um, talking of not so much remakes, but sequels, uh, Zach Galligan, who starred in Gremlins and Gremlins 2, has confirmed that there will be a Gremlins 3 after all these years, 
So for all these years. First Gremlins film, I think, was 1986. Then they did a sequel in 1990. Didn't do quite as well. A little bit like Ghostbusters, you know. They did a sequel, but it wasn't quite as good. Didn't do as well. So then they just left it, a la Ghostbusters. But now, all these years later, he has said that they're definitely going to do a uh, Gremlins 3, and he will be in it. So Yeah, uh, there's... There's been talk about it for, for a few years, but it's always that one, you know, you kind of go, yeah, they they say that, you know. But looking it up, it seems there was, there was another interview last year as well with Chris Columbus where he said, um, yeah, they're doing it and uh, they're not going to use CGI. They're going to use puppets, the original puppets, animatronics, uh, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, it seems interesting because I think that's one they can carry on with because, I mean, it's an interesting story, you know, it's based around the puppets and the creatures more mm. than anything else. So I think it is something, if done right, they could actually do a really good job with. Um, you could really explore, you know, something to do with stopping the gremlin problem, you know. Yeah, well, just kill Gizmo. Yeah, that's the solution. <laughs> but no one wants to kill Gizmo because he's so cute and lovely. He's so cute. He he's is. He's so adorable. And that's what, that was the sort of appeal with it, wasn't it? That it was this duality thing going on where you've got small, cute, and cuddly turns into small, vicious, uh, ugly, and, and homicidal. Uh, I mean, to be honest, though, after, you know, like we've just said, if we got to Gremlins 4 and then Gremlins 5, Gremlins in space, ugh, it's too much. You know, give them one more crack at the whip. But again, yeah. like we said a million times, we're repeating ourselves over and over. Get some fresh ideas, Hollywood. You know, because when they do, the films are better. So this week's tweet of the week uh, comes from an account that's called Mike Doesn't Like Claims But Loves Movies. It's actually a reply to one of our tweets. We did a tweet uh, about the Italian job, little celebration of that great classic British caper movie. Uh, and anyway, this uh, other account has responded saying, and some eggheads, excuse me, I meant scientists, actually figured out how they could all get off the bus safely. And it's a link to this uh, Reuters article where, as he says, some boffins have actually figured out how they would have been able to get off the bus with all the uh, with all the gold safely uh, scientifically. It's quite a good little read. I thought it was quite quite a funny little um, addendum to that whole Italian job thing. Yeah, it was a, a great reply. I, I mean, it, it, I've um, I've heard about this before. I think mean, it was last year they came up with this uh, this article. But it's nice to see the uh, kind of diagram that um, yeah. posted um, of how it all breaks down. I mean, the solution the scientists have come up with is pretty, uh, like, real-world case ludicrous in terms of yeah uh, w what has to be done. But, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, really I mean, because that is, like, uh, the ultimate uh, ending on a cliffhanger, you know. It is. Literally. It is. <laughs> it is the, probably the most famous sort of uh, instance of that. So, uh Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh... So that just leaves us to tell you about uh, what we've been doing on our website this week. So our website is moremovies.co.uk. It's packed full of articles, film reviews, stuff like that. And uh, we like to do our This Week in Film History article, which goes out at the start of the week and covers the week ahead in terms of uh, what's been happening in movie history with births, deaths, releases, events, stuff like that. So go and check that out. There's a link in the description below. 
Yeah, and we've also uh, done an article, our top five Paul Thomas Anderson films. We do these quite often, our top five directors. There's a drop-down full of these uh, articles now on our website. This week is Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, which is a fantastic list. Link in the description down below, as usual. And you have done a review of the film Vice, which I think was a 2018 film, Christian Bale. 2018, yeah. Playing Dick Cheney. Um, so if you're interested to see David's review of that film, there is, again, a link in the description below. The video's here on YouTube, or you can read the article on the website. Choice is yours. And uh, would you like a coffee, sir? Yes, I'd love a coffee. What coffee would you like? Uh, let's have a double half-cup skinny latte frappuccino, please. <laughs> Coming right up. Orange mocha frappuccino! <laughs> of course... We can only afford the coffee uh, with your kind donations. So if you enjoy what you uh, are watching and uh, like to support us, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the description down below. Or you can jump over to Patreon and subscribe to one of our packages uh, over there and donate to us again. Link all in the description down below. That makes me think, because you're such a fan of Dave Bautista, that maybe we should change your name to Dave Barista. <laughs> yeah so uh also come and join us on social media so you know twitter instagram tiktok facebook at more movies for you across the board where you can see silly things like the movie of the day in the blue corner weighing in at over 80 years old cinematography by greg tolland directed by and starring orson wells it's the world heavyweight champion, the greatest movie of all time, Citizen Kane, rather. And there we have it. Thanks very much for joining us for another podcast. We really appreciate you viewing. Please leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode. And hopefully you'll come back and join us again next week for number 21. We hope you can. Take care of yourselves in between. And please keep watching more movies. Well, guys, that's it for this video. Thanks very much for watching. Don't forget to leave us a comment and smash that like button right here on YouTube. In the meantime, if you want to check out more of our reviews and articles, check out our website, moremovies.co.uk. And come and join us on social media, at moremovies4u. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of that jazz. And if you want to support us because you like our content, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com or you can just buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description below. And to check out more of our filmtastic content, click on one of the buttons on screen now.